Hello, and I am Trisha Fuller, and you're listening to the Divorce Magazine Canada podcast. Welcome to the show. Hey, are you or someone you care about considering, dealing with, or being through a divorce or separation? Well, you're in the right place. You don't have to do this alone. There are people who care and want to help. Hi, I'm Dina Court, an author, blogger, publisher, and empowerment coach. Thanks for joining me on the Divorce Magazine Canada podcast. You are going to hear from our team of experts and professionals how to navigate this difficult transition in your life easier, more efficiently, and with better outcomes. Did you know we host online divorce resource groups that are free to attend and everyone is welcome? Check out the links in our show notes and be sure and join us. We love bringing experts to you. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com and stay tuned at the end for the legal language. Ready? Here we go. I bet you're like me and you've always been very curious about hypnosis. How does that even work? And would it work for you? And is it just like a entertainment thing or is there more to it? Are there some benefits, some ways that it can help you actually reach some goals and make some changes in your life that are fascinating? And today I'm excited to introduce you to Trisha Fuller. She is an incredible lady who has hypnosis as a special tool. Hypnosis is something she teaches and that she offers to her clients. You're going to really find this an interesting episode. So let's get started and meet her now. Hey, Trisha, this is super cool to have you on the show because you have such a fascinating specialty. And I don't think people really understand how it can help them in so many different areas of their life. So welcome to the show. Please tell us a bit about yourself and also what you do and why. Oh, well, thank you, Dina, for having me on the show. I'm, I'm really thrilled to be here. You're, you are so right. Many people do not know the benefits of hypnosis and what it can do for them, regardless of the state that they're in in their lives. Like, so um, to answer your question, I started with hypnosis for childbirth. Um, like I was at a crisis point where I just like felt broken and like, like I, I felt like everybody was telling me what to do and I wasn't like actually in control of my world. And, you know, I, I was, I was struggling with, is this really the path that I have to take? And it kind of blew my mind when the training in hypnosis, not only stopped my, uh, smoking for like just like that, like where I never thought I could like stop smoking and then gave me the power to actually make the decisions for childbirth that I needed, um, in a substantially more comfortable state than I thought it was possible. Um, that empowerment just kind of like <laughs> blew my mind. I, I'm not going to joke. It was like, how, how do, how do I change these thoughts? And it just became like a, a beautiful whirlwind of empowerment where I was just like, the more I learned, the more I wanted to learn. And then once my daughter, my youngest daughter was old enough, then I started training and I couldn't get enough training. And then I wanted to find like, uh, the exact type of, uh, association that I wanted to resonate with. Um, one that focuses on client centered learning and not about the hypnotist. Um, 
more about focusing on their outcomes rather than what the hypnotist could do for them. So it's about um, what, what most people don't realize that is that all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Wow. And you cannot produce stress hormone in hypnosis. So even if a person was just doing the most general technique, their cortisol levels are going to come down. So if you have lower, lower stress hormone, you're going to think more rationally. That is just a fact, right? So if you can be calmer and reacting to your world, whether that's for stopping smoking, for stress, for um, weight loss, divorce, right? If you can think more rationally, then you have more options. And it's not about choosing a single path. It's about actually opening a person's awareness so that they have at least three, if not more choices. Now, how much grace and space can you find when you are in a a calmer place and you start to realize, oh, okay, it's not panic. It's not survival mode. I can now choose and look at the options I hadn't considered or realized were there. Right. So when a person's going through like an anxious response, it's almost like they get tunnel vision, right? Like they cannot see the forest for the trees, right? Like they see a single, you know, like, and, and no options are available to them, right? And they, and then they overanalyze every single choice and they think that they can um, think their way essentially out of the paper bag. So, and I say that statement a lot, but like, I'll, I'll explain that. So, you know, if you think of like a really complicated problem that you have, right, what, what people tend to do more is that they think if they think more, they're going to solve it. So if you imagine a paper bag on your head, right, now using only the magnificent powers of your brain, think your way out of the paper bag, get the paper bag off your head, right? And by the way, if you can do that, I need to take that course, <laughs> right? So if you can actually manifest that bag off your head, then, you know, again, you've got powers that I don't understand, right? But you can't, you ask either, either have to ask for help or tip it off or blow it off or, you know, you have to do something, right? Yes. Just thinking about it is just in here. And where is life? It's entirely out here. The answer is not in here. So the whole adage, and some people might not like this, but the answers are not from within. All answers are out here. Everything you've ever learned in life comes from the outside. So somebody had to teach you to tie your shoes. Somebody taught you how to speak. Somebody taught you how to give a hug, right? You didn't just like innately know these things. The answers are not within. The answers are external. Right? And then we need to learn how to recognize and incorporate those internally. Right. But that whole thing about thinking about it longer doesn't solve anything. The only thing that solves things is doing things. And that is uh, probably the primary difference with hypnosis versus other modalities is that it is goal orientated. We don't think about it. We don't talk about it. It's very from the outcome backwards, which is called reverse engineering. 
so, so explain, we don't yeah explain yeah. that process to us um well when a person comes in they i ask them specifically what do you want like if you got exactly what you wanted out of this what would you see hear and feel it's very you first have to decide where you want to go so it's kind of like uh i don't know do you have you ever used google maps Yes. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So what most people do is I'll tell them you've opened up your phone, you got Google maps on the screen and let's just pretend they want to go to uh, Toronto. Okay. So they'll type in Toronto in the search bar, right? But they fail to press go. They have this like grandiose mm -hmm. idea going to Toronto, right? But then they're just a blue dot squirreling around on the screen, right? So what we need them to do is actually press go. And if you press go, what does Google automatically do? It auto-populates three routes how to get there, right? That's you have a destination, you are going there, so you start your journey. And it doesn't even matter if you hit road construction, if you get a flat tire, or even if you have to detour, it still auto-populates where you're going. And even if you get off track, it's no big deal. Recalculate. Yeah, exactly. But you have to have a destination, right? So whether that's a person rebuilding their life and deciding, uh, you know, I need to reinstill confidence and like self-esteem or whether it's, I need to decrease my stress hormones so that I can see more options. They have to have a real picture in their mind with sight and sound and touch, um, which I call kind of like a virtual movie, you have to have that of what that looks like, sounds like, and feels like for your outcome. If you cannot see, hear, and feel it, your mind will not create it. Yeah, I truly does, believe in that. I've seen does that, that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So but if then, they're only focusing on what they don't want, the brain also doesn't understand how to not make that happen. It's like, don't mm -hmm. think about a, a dog right? Yeah. <laughs> like if they're saying, I don't want this and I don't want that. And I don't want this. Well, they've just made pictures in their mind that actually make them like magnetically attracted to that because your brain only works in pictures, sounds, and feelings. Yeah. Right. That's so, fascinating. So now how, as a, a hypnotist, you lead them towards that and help them create that. Well, again, that like that requires what we call it like a screening interview type of thing. Mm -hmm. So like I spend about 30 to 45 minutes with a person before they've even become like, I don't automatically just start doing hypnosis. I, right. Like yeah. I get them to come in. I'm like, okay, so like, what was the straw that caused you to come in? And they'll usually talk about whatever thing that they has happened to them, whether they're extremely stressed and they can't focus or whether they're not sleeping or whether uh, they don't know how to relate to the people around them. Um, or they want a better position at their career, right? They feel overlooked. So they'll talk for a very small period of time over the problem. And I, I mean, less than 10 to 15 minutes, right? Very small time focusing on the past. And then we go, okay, so what would you want out of this? Like, how do you want your life to go? And for some people, you know, you really have to push them. Like, you know, if it, you could have anything, right. But they don't, and, and they think they're being phony if they're like putting that out there, but you really have to imagine fully what, 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 what would you want? Like, 
you know, do you want to see yourself calmly interacting with people? Do you want to see them listening to your, your pitch? Do you want them to feel connected to you as a human? Right. And they tell me exactly what they want. Now we have to play with words a lot because they're like, I don't want this. And they, they fall back into that negative strategy, right? But we're teaching them how to flip their thinking and focus on their outcome rather than the past. That's powerful because that in itself is going to head them down the right road with a, a, a focus. Like you say, it's goal oriented. So they have that focus and then they start buying into it and actually creating that, that vision and the, the engaging all their senses in what that goal is going to be like when they get there. Right, exactly. And it, it is interesting because we think people often fall into the idea that they're being validated if they're being listened to. And the problem with that is if a person is telling their story over and over and over again, the, the nervous system and the mind don't know the difference between real or imagined. So it's like it's re-eliciting the problem over and over again. This is really interesting stuff, and we're going to get right back to this conversation. But first, I wanted to let you know about an event that you don't want to miss. September the 26th, it's a Tuesday, three hours in the evening. We have an online conference. It's our divorce symposium, and there are going to be several speakers there. Very interesting and informative to help you through whatever stage you might be experiencing a divorce or a separation or know somebody who is. So those tickets are already available. There's an early bird pricing. It's only 25 bucks. The links are in the show notes for Eventbrite where you can join us. There's also an option that if you can't be there live, you can get all the replays. So be sure and check that out. We'd love to have you join us and meet more of these fascinating people. Trisha will also be at that conference online. And again, it's online. You can join it from wherever you might be and uh, easily be a part of it to get the support and the information that can really help you. Now let's get back to talking to Trisha. So we have to like, you know, you have to have um, empathy for their, their, their situation. We say have, you know, have contempt for the problem and love for the human. So the most loving thing you could do would be to stop them from having that conversation over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the most loving thing for me to do would be actually to say, whoa, 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 you're teaching me how to have the issue. And I'm a sucker for a story. So let's stop. And how would I teach you how to get the life that you want? Right. And I think just, but you cannot go. Sorry to interrupt that pause, that stop that it's like, whoa. Yeah. Then they just realize how invested they've been in the problem. Right. And if all they're talking about it, it's like, it's like trying to drive down the QE2 or like a major highway looking in the rearview mirror. Like if you drive that way, you're going to have an issue. Just like a person, if they're driving their life that way, living in the past, they can't see the future. They can't see the destination. So that is essentially what we're doing with hypnosis. That's amazing. What are some of the areas that you help clients make changes? Stress is huge these days. Um, getting people to calm down will help all parts of their life. And in that is also confidence to believe that they're going to succeed. 
Um, I, I think there, there has never been a client that I haven't done confidence session with. Even if like they're, they're, they're uber confident in like business and they're uber confident in like, you know, whatever skill they have, but whatever they've come for, they don't have confidence in believing that they're going to be okay in that. Right. So every one of us, we have to help build themselves up to believe that they're going to be successful in whatever they've set out for. So stress primarily, then confidence. And then, and then we go into like a whole myriad of more like specifics, right? Like weight loss, stop smoking, um, performance, um, self-esteem, like motivation, right? So some, most of the time a person will come in with what they believe is kind of a superficial thing. But the thing is, is it affects everything else. And if you start changing one part of your life, you change multiple avenues of your life. It, it ripples into like multiple things. So like a person can come in for say weight loss, but then they'll come back and be like, oh my gosh, I'm getting better along with my family. I am sleeping better. I have motivation to go exercise and I'm craving vegetables. That's bizarre. You know, like, <laughs> so like it, it, it becomes a beautiful ripple effect. So like, if we're going to bring this back to like divorce magazine, what would you say is the primary, like, I, I know that statistically speaking, divorce is one of the most stressful things a person can go through. Like it's right up there with, you know, death of a family member or illness, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a huge stressor to the nervous system. So from your experience, you know, what do you believe like people in, in divorce magazine would need to calm down about or what, where would any of these things that I've talked about help them? Like, can you think of those? Oh, there's so many, because like you said, it affects every area of their life. And often I think they're surprised at the areas that are affected. We mm. always think of the property, the children, the finances, those, those are kind of the big three, but what about that confidence and trust? You know, how do you mm -hmm. trust yourself again? You and whether there's been abuse or not and, and trauma, there's still grief, there's still mourning, there's loss, and there's embarrassment, there's uh, shame, feeling all alone, uh, terrified to start over, and really trusting themselves again. And so I really think that that confidence impacts all areas of their lives. And for some, maybe more specifically women, the finances, it, there's intimidation. Now I've never managed them or suddenly I only have half of what I had or less. Uh, there could be safety issues if they are coming out of abusive situations. So I think, you know, we expect the parenting, the finances, the real estate, that type of thing. Those are commonly known. Those are going to be things they're going to have to deal with, but all those other emotional uh, factors are just huge. And if they aren't acknowledged and they aren't dealt with, then they're going to continue to affect your future. And I think that's, if they can really face them and not get stuck in that and that whole identity of I'm divorced and I'm, you know, I'm, this has wrecked the rest of my life, but to really, I love this goal oriented. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. I'm just going to have to sit in this poopy diaper for a little while and work through it. 
and acknowledge it, feel it, feel those emotions. And then now what? Now let's now let's move on. And what where do I want to go? So a lot of times I think they get stuck just trying to get through that whole awful process and mm-hmm. not really sure where they want to go because uh maybe this is more typical for women, at least in my case it was. You have really given up a lot of your identity and put some of your interests or those goals that you've had at some time earlier in your life to the back burner, to the side, or just deleted them altogether thinking they're never going to happen. And suddenly there's maybe going to be an opportunity that's opened up or they've changed somewhat. So to be able to sit down with someone like you and explore those and go, those goals maybe could be considered again. Those might be attainable. Those could be options for me. And here's three ways now that I'm calmer that I could reach those or incorporate them into my life, maybe in a different way than originally considered, but you know, um, where can I go from there? So I think from what I'm seeing and what I've personally experienced, that would be my answer to, to that. Right. And I was just going to like morph off that just a little bit. Like, uh, this is really a building up strategy for the person themselves, right? Because they feel very like depleted, right? So to it prop themselves back up to understand first that we have to, we have to have that cup full from the inside, like on our own, like our own, our own cup has to be full in order to help others. Like you cannot serve from an empty vessel, vessel, right? So if we can use the hypnosis to make them, you know, find security in being themselves alone, then they really do have something to bring into their future, right? They have to be secure and and safe and confident in being on their own first. And only then can they truly decide what they want their, their future to be. And that is what the goal of this hypnosis would be in the beginning for them is to make them feel like their esteem is higher, their motivation, they're chasing what they want. Even if they don't know exactly what is going to land, it's more of a, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall, so to speak. They're trying to see what's going to stick, but they have to have the patience and perseverance to keep going. Okay. Well, I've done that about seven times. Now I'm going to try something else, right? Like, cause you can never just try something once. Like, can you imagine if parents only let their kids try a food once, Mm -hmm. right? Like it really, what if it was just cooked crappy the first time? Like, you know, you have to try something at least seven times before you make a decision, right? I I also like the analogy I read once where if kids gave up trying to walk the first time they fell, yes, we'd all still be crawling. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. And when something doesn't work, you know, they try a different way. Like, you know, you end up seeing them like kids who have like a really rough carpet under their knees, right? Then then they got their butt high up in the air, (laughs) you know, And and then other ones are like going along the furniture, right? So it's like, you know, it having that, it, you know, this can give them the courage to be able to, you know, okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it this way. And then I, you know, well, you know what, walking it really works. Maybe I want to use a scooter, or I want to use, you know, a bicycle, right? So they can play 
play with and have the the, the um it's the it's the neutral thinking of testing of guess and test right Ooh, is this gonna stick good. is this gonna stick and having the patience to 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 stick it out right yeah. They they don't know what they don't know. And so until they keep on working on it and experimenting with it and having the patience for that process of learning a new skill, you know, it's just like anything worth doing is worth doing crappy. Yes. Like, I mean, really, you don't just instantly know how to play piano. Mm-hmm. You don't instantly know how to cook, right? Like you have to burn a lot of dinners. You know, mm-hmm. you, you have to like mess up with your fingers a lot when you're playing a song. So if they can begin to look at all things in life, just like that, but sometimes, you know, we get to adulthood and we just think we should like instantly know how to do it, but that's, that's not life. Anything worth doing well, takes some practice and having that patience and then hypnosis. And I know you had an idea in hypnosis, we practice it perfectly in the brain so that you have a resource state. So instead of like trial and error in real life, which you, you know, do the song over and over and over again, like a, a concert pianist who uses hypnosis will practice it perfectly in their mind, just like an Olympic athlete. So if we can imagine exactly how we want it to go, the brain already perceives it as happened. So then when they go to do it, they kind of have that, what I call muscle memory, right? Ooh, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The idea I had earlier was two things I did last year that were exercises in vulnerability and oh my gosh, like these, it sounds silly, but for me, they were huge steps in just facing being an adult, but allowing that childhood learning. So one was watercolors and one was swimming. Like I could swim basically kind of, but uh, I jumped in for some (laughs) adult swimming lessons and I joked, but yes, the first thing we did when we got there was blow bubbles. And I did get to a place where I could put my face in and blow bubbles. I was a, (laughs) I was a face out swimmer. I could tread and then watercolors, you know, it terrified me to put, to put paint to paper. And that sounds so silly for some people, but I just thought it's going to look like crap. I don't, I just want to be good right off. Like, and I'm surrounded by very talented artists and for me then to be vulnerable and just try was a real stretch. And I would just encourage people to try with those kinds of things even and and allow yourself to to reach for that, to to fail forward, to to be crappy till it comes. And oh my gosh, how powerful to have that already that muscle memory in your brain and have that goal that, that it's drawing you towards then you, and then it gives you that reason to pick up and keep going, pick up and keep going because you you're going to get there. Right. So I'll take that a step further, like with a real example uh, that I work with people in relationships or um, relationships that have moved forward and now they're in their next stage of their life and they've increased their confidence and, they're feeling secure in themselves, right? So the next point would be like, they, they have this like overwhelming fear of the next relationship. They've already, you know, it, oh gosh, is it going to work? Is it not going to work, right? Mm-hmm. So what if in hypnosis, they could see themselves being their own person in a relationship? What if they could see themselves owning their own opinion and still sort of feeling like they just have to, you know, be told what to do, right? Yes. What if they could see themselves like, 
head up, you know, going, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Are you coming? Right. Where they're feeling like they actually are, you know, moving the pieces of their own game, right? They're in control, right? So if they have that resource base in their state in their mind where they can see themselves act, interacting with a new human and they're open and they're confident and in, they're really looking objectively at the situation with opportunity or Meh, it's okay. It was just a new human I met. And it's just that easy. It's just like, am I going to go left or am I going to go right? You know, it's just like fluid. Then all of a sudden there's no laying their whole being on the line just because they're going out for dinner. Ooh. Right. Okay. That I think will resonate with a lot of people because they, they do have that value system in place that mm-hmm. if this doesn't work out, then I'm not worthy of, of a relationship right? or, or, you know, who am I on my own as a person, as a separate entity from the rest of the human race? Like if I speak my mind, I'll be shunned or I'll be, <laughs> that's right. Not, yeah. So not wanted. Yeah. So, and, and that's a very powerful position for any person to be in, because, you know, often near the end of a relationship, there, there isn't that back and forth. Right. And so they've learned a strategy that wasn't working for them. So they have to learn a new strategy so that they can bring themselves forward and be like, hmm, say, Libby, you know, just gonna, well, that was one dinner done. Check. Let's, let's see what else is out there. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Now, I'm excited because we are planning to do some bite-sized episodes where you'll just drop in a little tip or a suggestion or a hint or an action, something they can do specifically to an experience that, that you have seen and helped clients through. So that is fantastic. So please watch for those. Those will be coming. And I really appreciate you taking the time to Introduce us more, not only to yourself, but to how hypnosis can be such a gift to help people in so many areas of their lives and how beautiful it is. It's so positive. And I really love that. Do you have any uh, last minute parting thoughts that you would like to offer to just to leave people with that will, will resonate with them and uh, be in their mind? Yeah, the just, day? you know all all life they like hypnosis is happening all the time so if we can teach them the power of their mind then they're going to have more control and the truth is is flexibility is where the most control happens and people don't understand how to be flexible right so if we can teach them little ways to like help themselves move forward then yeah i think that even if it's just a simple technique on how to calm their nervous system so that they open their um, peripheral view, then I think they have options. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I should have known this before. It can just be like, oh, it's like learning a new recipe. You, You know, you might not have known how to cook it and that's okay, now you do. Or you might not have known how to ride a scooter, but you know how to ride a bicycle, right? So it's just like, it's just a, a fun learning experience. Change can be fun. 
And we don't have to condemn or condone anything that happened previously. We can just feel safe and moving forward and gaining the confidence we need to tackle the next part of our life. And I thank you so much for introducing me to Divorce Magazine and having this opportunity to come on here today. This is a, this is so cool. I'm excited that you were here and you are in the magazine. Uh, I was going to have that mm-hmm. page open, but watch for Divorce Magazine Canada. It's available wherever there's free publications displayed and it's everywhere in, in all kinds of grocery stores, etc. cetera. Um, and then here is Trisha and she actually teaches hypnosis as well. She has a learning academy so if hypnosis and nlp which that's a whole different conversation (laughs) oh yes well we'll bring that in (laughs) so yes watch on the youtube channel you can see this on our youtube channel as well if you would like to see trisha and and myself during the conversation i'm smiling a lot and really enthused about what she is offering here now Trisha, they can find you in multiple ways. I will include all of your contact information in the show notes. They can also find that information in the magazine. Where do they, uh, where do you hang out the most? Where, where's the first place they should look? Uh, Facebook, um, Instagram, of course, and LinkedIn. And then uh, the easiest way to look further is probably just at the website, learnhypnosis.ca. So just like super easy. Um, but they can message me, they can Facebook me, whatever. I'm happy to help. That's fantastic. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being here. Hopefully you heard something today that helps you wherever you might be in life. Do you have questions or a suggestion for a topic you want to know more about? Let me know. Check the show notes for all the contact information. Follow this podcast and find us on social. Know anyone who might find this information helpful? Be a friend and share it. And hey, thank you for hanging out with me today. Keep smiling that beautiful smile. The world needs your sunshine. It means a lot that you spend this time with us and meet our experts and professionals who can help you through divorce or separation. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com. The link is in the show notes. Our disclaimer, divorce resource groups, blog, and all content, including our podcast, is intended to educate and provide quality, credible resource information. The contents should not be used as factual until consultation with the appropriate professionals for any guidance. Divorce Magazine Canada does not constitute endorsements for nor liability for any claims made in the presenting of this information.